Welcome to the Midwest Flyways podcast. I'm your host, Cal Ness, and no, tonight we have Joey Vasala with me to try to co-host as well. Nope. And Carter is here too. Krabby Carter, how you doing, bud? Doing great, doing great. Yeah, you seem you don't seem that crabby. No, I've been happy lately. Damn, dude. Why is that? All the ice fishing I've been getting in. It's been You've so been catching great. fish Ooh. or no? No. The fucking lakes are opening up. Bro, but you have that live scope. Yeah, I do. You just got it. Yeah. Can't use it very well. <sighs> really sucks. Damn. It really sucks. So you haven't been catching fish. Nope. Haven't been fishing. Nope. And I'm, you're happier because of that? No. But you have to fake it to make it. Okay. You're faking happy. Oh, yeah. That's a big concern. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So this is actually worse. He's I've gone been, from just openly being crabby <laughs> to being quietly crabby. Quietly crabby. Which is much worse, must I say. Let's just say start the intro music, please. <laughs> this is actually Carter, Carter the Coot. Carter the Coot, everybody. Given to us by uh, Kevin from RW Coolidge. He's like, hey, man, I got a decoy that looks exactly like your producer. <laughs> I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah, dude, send it over. I mean, right? Yeah. Carter. Can't you see it's the a family mirror. resemblance? It's a spitting image. <laughs> it's a spitting image. Wow, that was a lot of spit, actually. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Outlaw, and we're back having a few Outlaws. Oh. Hey, cheers. Cheers? Can you get an actual one? We've never cheers on the pod, actually. It's because you don't like me. Well, that does, that does contribute. Um, Outlaw is good, and every time I drink other <laughs> beer... Hold on, this this makes sense. Every time I drink other beer now, I actually am disappointed a little bit. It's kind of sad. It's just like there's nothing... There's no taste or flavor or anything right now. So I have started to become accustomed to the flavor of the Outlaw beer. Yeah. The same as you. And I mean, I liked it in the beginning, but just now it's like, I just really like it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Use our promo code. We don't have one. And uh, go yeah. find some for yourself. Hell yeah. It's <laughs> actually finding outlaws fun too. It is pretty fun. Yeah. Whenever we travel out of state, it's really fun. Yeah. It's like a, do they have it? Do they not have it? Yeah. Only Derek Helms knows. <laughs> Only Derek Helms knows. <laughs> you know? I tell you what, though, when I was in Nebraska, I was like, Derek, do they have it here? And he goes, yeah, they do. So I went to the closest bar because that's the only liquor store in town. And I got 24 pounders for $16.99. Outlaw. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a ridiculous deal. Unreal. From a bar. Yeah. So they put money on top. Right. You know? So what is it at a liquor store? $14? I don't know. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. So go get some. Speaking of Nebraska, I don't even know if me and you have talked about that on this podcast or anything in general. Like we just we've been on the road and we've we've had guests, we've had awesome fucking guests, so it's not a big deal. No, yeah. But no, yeah, our January was jam packed. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now will I get a divorce? I don't know. <laughs> was I hunting too much this month? I don't Absolutely. know. No, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I was or not. Sure. You'll figure it out later. Yeah, I'll figure it out when we're co-parenting, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> your second kid, yeah. 100%. Haunted P, as the kids Haunted say. Haunted P, actually. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Nebraska before we go into our trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So um, I went to Angel Wing Outfitters, paid Ethan to take two construction clients and then my boss to uh, Angel Wing, and uh, hunting was bad. Like, yeah. bad, bad, dude. Like, yeah. And it's not Ethan's fault at all. The birds were there. They were just completely nocturnal. Yeah. And then the weather would get crazy freaking cold or crazy hot. So yeah. it was just impossible to pattern the birds, and it was rough. We shot birds every day. Just not banging. Not banging. Dude, no. the thing is, I guess I'll say this. The good thing is there's no better place to bring people if you really are just trying to, like, have a great time, though. Because Ethan's hilarious. And it was really funny. And where like his accommodations are stupid. Yeah. So it's the barn dominium that he built. It's like eighteen thousand square feet. Yeah. And like the view that he has of the bluffs in the background is ridiculous. What is it? Twenty two queen beds. Twenty three. Twenty three queen beds. Twenty three queen beds and uh, the bathroom in between. Each room. Each room had uh, two queen beds in it, and the food was unbelievable. He had yeah. a chef there three times a day, and then. Uh, yeah, I'll, I know all the guides, so it was right. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. They yeah. treated my clients really well. I didn't have to pick up a single decoy. No, so Ethan's nice. the best. Yeah, yeah that uh, Angel Wings is a shit. And my clients were, uh, they had a lot of fun there. Yeah. So it was fun. That's good, man. That's really good. And then what, right after that, we went to... Uh, yeah, I did think you were going to get a divorce because you came back <laughs> and it was like two days and then we got, yeah, then we tried to go to... Tried to go on, on our little trip. Tried. And tried is the key word there. We haven't talked about it at all. Um, but, you know, without getting into it, because I'll actually just get upset. Uh, yeah, we United canceled our flights on Sunday. And then they moved us to Monday. And then we woke up and they canceled our flights on Monday. Woke up at when? 1 a.m. Yep. 1 a.m. Because our flight, they moved us. We picked a nice little 5 p.m. on a Sunday so that we could not freak out and get there at like 4 a.m. Then they moved us to the 4 a.m. flight the next day. Then they canceled that flight. And then we finally flew out the next day. So that was a nightmare, but the trip was unbelievable. Did you get our money back, by the way? Oh, haven't, haven't gotten a phone call. Waiting, you, waiting for a phone call. No, don't wait. No, I've called back. Press. I've called back. You press. Yeah. And you breaststroke. I think it. I'm turning it over to you, actually. You think so? Yeah. I'm done. I'm, I can't. Oh, I'm, dude. You sure you want to let this dog eat? I kind of do. All right. I don't I don't care about United so, or their feelings. Are you a Karen, Joey? Sure. No, I'm not a Karen. I just know buzzwords. Buzzwords? I know what buzzwords <laughs> to say. So what I do for work, everybody, is I fight insurance companies. Yeah. Or I work with insurance companies, and I make sure that sure, good homeowners, like that. homeowners don't get Big taken buzzword. advantage of. Yeah. And so I know all the laws, right? And then I go, hey- our mutual client deserves this, and if you don't give them this, should we talk to the insurance commissioner? Say things like that. If you say insurance commissioner, they kind of tighten up a little bit. Butthole gets a little tighter. Yeah, they start making diamonds. They pucker a little bit. Yeah, like, you start ooh. stating, uh, start stating codes and yeah, you know, rights yep. to being an American for sure. And it really start, it really turns it up a notch. So when sure. I do that with United. <laughs> For making us miss two days of travel, and we still have to pay people that right. we said block off these dates for us. Right, yeah. I'm not paying for that now. Sure. United's going to pay for that. Sure. You know what I mean? I like it. You've been flying commercially for 75 years? Yeah. And you don't know if you can fly? Right. Until the day of? No, absolutely. Bullshit. I'm concerned, for sure. Bullshit. Yeah. So, it's yeah, just like... 
well, our flight got Scott or canceled from Scott's Bluff. Yeah. And they're like, we'll give you $52. And right. we're like, mm, no, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. Here's a voucher. No, in order to get home on the same day, we had to drive three and a half hours and take a different flight. Mm-hmm. So I don't think so. Right. So you're going to pay for the rental car and our time. Yeah. And this and that. And we had to switch air, airlines completely in order to get out. And you had to drive. Three and a half hours. Yeah. Stupid. And and did you tell us about the vehicle? Oh, we were a bunch of <laughs> we were a bunch of frat boys on Padre Island, dude. Yeah. We were we were driving a Jeep Gladiator, four grown ass men deep, <laughs> yeah. with all of our hunting equipment from Scotts Bluff to Denver, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> and God was it packed. Truly remarkable. <laughs> Stopped at like the worst gas station ever. Yeah. Grab grab chicken sandwiches. Oh it was so no. Gross. It was so gross. Yeah, but, you um, already hate chicken sandwiches just to start chicken, with. Right? I just hate chicken. Yeah, dude, that's that's actually hilarious. Such I, a dirty bird. When you told me that, I was I actually got a good like little mental laugh of you and and Nick and your clients in this little Jeep Gladiator. Right. The back seat's not that big, right? No. Right. No. Nor is the front. Nor is the bed. <laughs> no, the bed is like two feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like what five feet long, four feet long, not even. Yeah, something. yeah, it's tiny. tiny it was tiny. Bed. My gun case barely fit in there. Yeah, bad. Deal. <laughs> oh, so it's yeah, just over four. Speaking feet. of gun cases, guys. Yeah, here's the deal. Oh my god, you're with flying. This. Yes, bro. You're Bring flying. it up. You're oh no, wrong. Oh, you told you're telling people how to travel wrong. No, we didn't actually. There's supposedly multiple ways of doing it, and we told you the way that we do it. Now, the TSA lock thing. You don't want to use TSA locks. Go ahead. Fine. Go I, ahead, I dude. I don't care. Right. However, shut up. Right. Because yeah. I made an Instagram story. It's like, oh, wow, we got through the airport. Yeah. We were able to fly with our with our guns and our ammunition. Holy santos. It's almost like we've done this before. Right. So you saying wrong is wrong. And not only that, but also, you fucking jabronis, we have literally done this many times. Did I just Obviously. say that? Did I just say that? But what I'm getting at is we've been using a Negrini case, too. Mm-hmm. And so the Negrini case, not a TSA lock. So why don't you guys just calm the fuck down? Right. I, you, I, can't, you can't fit your ammo in a Negrini also, case. Also, let me just say this, bro. How funny is this, right? At the airport, a TSA agent is going to steal your gun, dude? Mm-mm. Hey. Hey, man. Guess what? There's more cameras in a fucking airport than anywhere ever, right? So what's a TSA agent going to do? From the moment I get to the security room when it goes through the thing, what's a guy going to do? He's going to cut the locks on camera, open the gun they case. A, they have a master key for the Great. TSA locks. He's going to use his key. And guess what, Joe? If you don't use TSA locks and they want your gun, what do they do? They cut it open. Oh. <laughs> no. They cut it open. No. How do, How do we know that? How do we know that? How do we know that? Because one time I flew with a case with two non-TSA locks. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the airport, the lady told me that she wasn't going to let my gun fly with us that day. Right. Because the TSA locks that we needed to have weren't on the gun, non-TSA locks. So I, I really thought I was doing the right thing. Right. So what she did is she offered me two TSA locks that they had there. And in exchange, when I got home, because she didn't have, obviously, the code, 
I was going to have to cut them off. So she cut off my non-TSA locks. Yeah, she literally just cut it. And then she put on her TSA locks. She didn't even let you take them. No. She just no, cut yeah, them. No, took them. <laughs> so for anyone out there that's all crabby about this, just it's unbelievable, man. Also, I'm just let's just get all the grievances out. If you're commenting on a cinematic waterfowl <laughs> film that you don't want music in a cinematic waterfowl film, you don't know what you're watching then, dude. How would we make B-roll shots and cinematic film work? You want the original audio? You want the original audio of, of him getting a tight shot of a slow-motion Lucky Duck? What, what would that sound sound like? No, much slower than that, Joey. It's slow motion. <laughs> Thank you. That's what you guys want to hear? You're watching the wrong videos, dude. If you wait, don't like it, just... Wait, did you guys want to hear... Sounds like an ultrasound. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it's like, I just... You know, you, the people commenting, I'm just like, dude, I get it, man. If you want to watch vlog-style videos, go do that. But what we're producing just isn't that. Honestly, though, man, keep commenting. Yeah. Because it's good for the video. Right. You know? So if you want to hate on it, go ahead. Go ahead, dude. But just be smarter when you hate on it. Right. You know? like, <laughs> music's too loud. Turn down your computer. Right. Right. You know? Hey, right. I want the original audio. Go watch something else. Yeah. Go watch a vlog video. Hey, I don't like the music. Mute it. Right. Mute it. Right. Dude, listen to you're, the original audio of your life. You're wrong. It's, you, can't, you can't do that. Really? Just did it. Just did it. In tough shit America. Right. Got it done. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we cleared all that up because like people just it's like they don't get it. No, and then but it's so funny, so many people messaged me and they're like, Yeah, dude, I've I've done exactly that. I've used a Negrini case. And that is the case. Right. I'm like, exactly. No shit. Negrini's the shit. Yeah, so it's it's unbelievable. And um like if you did what we literally said to do, no one's stealing your gun. Not an airport TSA employee is not going to steal your gun, dude. Right. No. And, and you'll get through the happen. airport. And if it does happen, I think you have a pretty good case. Yeah. You know, be like, hey guys, I brought my gun to the airport and it, right. and I didn't get it back. <laughs> and there's a record of me checking in my gun. Where's my gun? First of all, they owe you a new gun. For sure. Second of all, they're going to investigate where that gun went. Right. But anyway, let me bring you into a really funny story about our next sponsor. Our next sponsor of the podcast is called Sound Gear. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's yeah. Sound Gear. We went to Idaho to hunt with First Light, and I'm packing up all my shit, and uh, I'm missing one of my Sound Gear. And I go, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Says Aziza. Yeah. And guess who took it? Aziza. So she took it off of my nightstand because every once in a while I'll just listen to a podcast as I fall asleep. Oh, man. And I'm like, these are so expensive. Like, I'm in trouble, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a week ago. My wife goes, oh, my God, guess what I just found? And I was like, what? She goes, I found your other sound gear. I go, where was it? She goes, it was nowhere in her bedroom, which is the last place that her and I saw them. So that's how I knew little Ming grabbed it, stashed it somewhere, you know? Yeah. And that day she had given her a walk in her stroller and she found it in the cup holder of the stroller like that you put in front of the child. So she had put it somewhere else and then hit it there. Little, Unbelievable. Little Ming. <laughs> yeah. So, and let me tell you, only wearing one sound gear, 
not fun. And not then I'm deal. like, okay, I'm going to take it out. Got muzzle blasted twice in uh, Idaho, and the duck calling was very, very loud. And uh, just made me really appreciate having hearing protection, you know. I don't think I'll ever hunt without them again. I'm going to really keep it close to the vest. And Carter's going to put a uh, thing on the screen for our phone number so you can get 200 bucks off Soundgear and uh, for the Phantoms, the really good ones. And um, They're worth it, 100%. They're very worth it, dude. Yeah, 100%. I will attest to the fact that when I took them out on accident one time, I had them out, and I thought we were done hunting, but yeah. you weren't. And... <laughs> Um, another bird came in, dude, and you shot, and I, I literally was like, how did I do this? Like, how did mm-hmm. I live like this? Right. Insane. Mm-mm. Very bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's get back into Idaho. Utaho. Yeah, Weedaho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that was like one of the highlights of the year for sure. Going and seeing the mountains and the rivers and the streams and the... The snow falling, like, all day, just constantly that first day. It was just, like, snowing, but it wasn't doing anything. And the mountains. Idaho's mountains. mountains. That's cool. cool. Remember going to that launch the first day? And it was foggy. And I thought maybe, because we're in the mountains, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's a cloud right in front of us. And then we get in the water, and I look, I was like, oh, my God, that's a mountain, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was a mountain. Yeah. I thought it was a cloud. That blew my mind. Yeah, so you guys went to lunch, and then we, um, you say it like we went to like me and him just went for some a lunch date. Well, you guys were out to lunch. We went to get food to no, bring back. You guys were out to lunch, <laughs> breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's type shit. You know, <coughs> that's okay. okay. You guys can do whatever you want. It's twenty twenty four. I see what you're doing. Here. Go ahead. Okay. No, but it, as we're driving out of there, it's sunny. It's beautiful, and just like snow capped mountains. Yeah. Gorgeous. And like Casey and I went to go grab that cripple that was under the olive tree. I'm like, where is this thing? We drove up and down like three, four times. We were just about to give up. And I see a little butt feather go up. I'm like, oh, nice. And as we're going back to our spot, I'm like, because we had just been sitting in the blind the whole time and seeing that. (coughs) Yeah. It was mystical. Dude. Rivers are crazy, though. They're so cool to me. There's just so much mystery, and I don't know. It's just it's a constant moving body of water. Yeah. You never know what you're going to catch. So, like, the lake that we grew up on, you knew what you're going to catch. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, I wonder. There's no, there's no surprise. It's like, oh, we're going to catch a lot of four-pound bass today. Yeah. Cool. A couple of pike. Sounds good. Maybe a, maybe a muskie. You never no know. No muskie. There's no muskie in there. Caught one there. One muskie. I've seen one muskie come out of there. Don't play. My dad is a muskie fishing nut job. So I'm pretty sure if there was like a lot of catchable muskie, he'd be. Didn't say there was a lot. Big, big time going anyway, after him. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Rivers are mystical. They're crazy, man. You never know what you're going to catch. You never. It's like a box of chocolates, dude. You never know what you're going to get. Unless it's labeled on the box. Well, Sometimes you, those are wrong. You know you're going to get chocolate. So, yeah. Hey, Cal, has she sure. ever tried not being sick? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Was that on the podcast? No. no. You got to you gotta tell that, dude. No. 
Yeah, I can tell it. It's going to make Carter look bad, so that's fine. Yeah, that's all right. You were telling us, like, this very serious yeah. story of how your wife hasn't felt good. Yep. She's not doing good. She's throwing up all the time. Pregnancy is really hard for her. And I'm like, well, has she tried done doing this? And you're like, yeah. Has she tried doing this? Ah, uh, well, you know, this and that. And then it's, like, silent for, like, five seconds. And Carter goes, has she tried not being sick? I <laughs> <laughs> just... Unbelievable. It's a valid so, question. So inappropriate. Not a, n- <laughs> not a valid question, Carter. Definitely not a valid question. It was so inappropriate and so yeah. perfect. That's unbelievable. I honestly respect you a lot more. Thanks. After that. Yeah. yeah. Not me, but. <laughs> I actually, I respected that you came up with it one good joke. That was good. Honestly, it's been a while. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, it's been yeah, a while it's since been, that. It's been and tough. Yeah. You've been lacking. I know. Big time. But That's anyway. why we cut your pay. I know. Yeah. <laughs> More work, less paid. I don't have time to come well, up with you jokes know, once anymore. Once you're a performer, dude, you know you'll start to figure it out. <laughs> um, Carter's gonna be the the monkey in the corner with the symbols in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we should do a podcast, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Like, I so badly want to pull some Eric Andre shit when we have a guest here sometime. Oh. <laughs> like when we have a guest that we really know, like get like an exploding coffee cup or something on the table. <laughs> have Carter sit in the corner and every time they say something or start talking, he just clashes big symbols together. <laughs> Dude. Do an outfit the, change, make Carter get into like a, a gorilla suit or something. <laughs> if you're over the age of 18, you need to go and watch the Eric Andre show because that show is so, as the kids would say, out of pocket. It's, it's, <laughs> 100p. it's, too, it's too much. 100p, It's bro. too much. My favorite episode, well, there's two. There's one with T-Pain performing. <laughs> that one's hilarious. And then also one with Jack Black. So Eric Andre invites famous celebrities on and their publicists are just like yeah go on this show they have to they know, have though. no the first two seasons they had no idea dude because no one watched the there's Eric no Andre way show. bro like but joey but like a publicist for somebody like jack black like bro that guy if you didn't watch what that interview is like before sending him there fired <laughs> you're fired dude if you're sending people to like network shows to get interviewed but dude. you've never even once spent five minutes to watch one of them fired immediately dude i don't care all if i know, know is that eric andre says to jack black careful there's birds up there <laughs> he's just like okay and like a minute later bird shits on him he goes oh my god there's really birds up there <laughs> dude. Do, 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 do. yeah <laughs> Oh, man. That's unbelievable. You can't tell me T.I. kicking the zombie coming out of the floor knew about the show. Well, the thing is, like, they know what it is, Joe, but I don't. they don't know that a zombie is going to come out of the floor, bro. no like, way, bro. T.I. was so pissed. <laughs> so was Lauren Conrad, dude. Oh, yeah, she left. Yeah, she, she left. left. Oh, God. The girl from the OC or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay. That's what they said. Dude, I some love girl the ex- from the OC. <laughs> I love the exploding coffee cup, bro. Oh, yeah. He's got oh. a coffee cup. <laughs> just <laughs> and it's just shooting coffee into the fucking air. Doesn't he take a gun one time and shoot himself in the dick, yeah. too? <laughs> just in the middle of an interview, he just takes a gun. <laughs> Jeez, 
I don't know why. It is, it's, dude, it's a certain type of humor. And like, if you watch it and you're like, what the fuck is this? I get it, man. Like, it's fine. If it's not your type of humor, it's fine. But holy shit, it is funny. We should do that, though. Yeah, we, we should, should we should definitely do that. Or get like a like, can we get like a like a big pack of something. I'm trying to figure out if there's a way I could like light off an explosive like under a chair. Get like a long fuse over here and I could just like just watch it we go. We have it with like a really serious guest too. For sure. Like a DNR officer. <laughs> That would be amazing. Uh, we'd get checked every time. We oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> get a DNR officer out here and have all of us dress in costumes for it. And he just gets into the basement. Just, like, sit, hey, man. just don't say a word. Just sit there. Just be like, yeah, man, come on on our podcast. Put and some then M80s underneath the chair. I'm wearing a bird costume and you yeah. look like a monkey. Carter has the symbols. Yeah, with, the little, symbols, with the little Aladdin with the red hat. hat. Doesn't say a damn word about it. <laughs> the guy introduces himself to Carter and he's like, <laughs> just doesn't say anything. Just sits there. Hey and man, we, I'm officer. Oh blah, yeah, blah, no, blah. no, no, dude, don't don't talk to him, man. He uh, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't talk. He's nonverbal. He's nonverbal. Hundred <laughs> percent. Every time the DNA officer starts to say something to us, you clash symbols until he stops talking. <laughs> yeah. Get Actually, we should <laughs> just we should do this, bro. Have him sit in the chair, dude. I'll light a long fuse, and he'll see the fuse for sure and be like, what the fuck is that? And then we'll be like, dude, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. And then a bunch of M80s will start going off under the chair. Just chuck poppets at him. Yeah. <laughs> While he's talking. Yeah. We we really should. <laughs> That's the one. What was your favorite part of Idaho, Cal? Because I, I definitely have my favorite part, but I didn't get to hear yours. Mm-hmm. Well, man, that's tough. I actually probably haven't like sat down and like really thought. What was my one singular favorite part? My favorite part is probably like shooting a four man limit of twenty eight mallards and twenty four of them being Drakes, and them just coming in perfectly in like groups of three and four, and just doing it right in our face. Which it's been kind of a crappy year of hunting, you know. So that was amazing. So timing wise, whenever you take a flight. And it works out where you're doing that. That's you. You cannot ask for more than that. The people were amazing. The scenery was amazing. And to be honest, like I just had, I had a great time there. It's just a great place. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite parts was uh, one of our sponsors of the podcast was actually hunting with the guy who's been creating all the waterfowl stuff for yeah. First Light. Hundred percent. That was cool, and he gave us some new stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Or you gave me the stuff because I have the normal size, you know. Sure. I think XL is a pretty normal size. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's the most <laughs> the most common selling size in America. So, I mean, don't don't. Hey, dude, take it down a notch. You know, just because you're a fucking small, Mm-mm. all right? Yeah, yeah, dude. Medium boys, to large. You can wear boys XL. <laughs> Medium to, to large. Medium to large. Now, would oh, we say no, the average no. American is fit? No, probably not. So if we're talking globally, would hey, we dude, say... Hey, this is America, <laughs> okay? This is fucking America. You want to live in a medium society? You better move to Japan, bud. You better get out of here. You're in the wrong get, place. You better get your ass to Japan. That's right. 
Don't get out of my country. You don't, go to we Japan. don't need no more of you here. <laughs> we don't need no more of you mediums around these parts. Listen here. Now listen, we've been we've been streamlining clothing to fix XL to three XL people for many many years. So you are the outlier, my friend. You are the outlier. So. We did get to try some new clothing, both normal American sizes and small American sizes. And another thing that was cool, though, is we got to see, I like literally learned stuff about the clothing. <laughs> like, I know I sound stupid, but like I already liked it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, but what, didn't, what do you think? And I'm like, that's what that's for. It's mm. dope, dude. I really like that. So you learned some of the utility functions. Yeah, the there's clothing. like extra utility out of these items that you just like, without somebody showing you, you'd have to not, you wouldn't know. Ugh. Be hard to figure it out. Dude, that, I'm not okay. All right, do we need a minute? No, no, like I'm good now. I'm just letting you know okay. that that fucked me up. All right. <coughs> I'll try to refrain. Really sorry about that. See, back when <laughs> I was in Korea. Oh my God. <laughs> So Joey, you were you were talking about your favorite part about Idaho. I was. Yeah. Can you tell me a little more? Honestly, I was uh very apprehensive about it at first, but after he gave me no choice but to follow along with it. It was crazy. He didn't know you at all yet, Casey. Because they did it to Logan. Oh in, in Arkansas. Yes, okay. And he's like, Hey man, I saw Cal doesn't have any bands. I'm like, Yeah. He goes, We're gonna fuck with him. I was like, I don't know if I would do that. He's like, well, he's fine. And I was like, I would be pissed. And he's like, no, he's good. I'm going to do it. So play along. I'm like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. And uh, they placed a fake band on a mallard for Cal, and he played it really well. He's like, who shot what bird? <laughs> and then he handed the one without a band to Logan. And then, he, then Cal's sitting there like, no way. Like I could see it in your face. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. And you yeah. were awestruck for, like, what? Five seconds. Five, ten seconds. I was surprised at how quickly you saw that it was Max Prairie's band. Max wing. Max. Dude. Max Prairie wings? Yeah. The first Max thing Prairie I did band. was, I mean, I, I looked at it for a second and let it sink in for, like, a second. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, it's not a real band. <laughs> it was too perfect. It was way too perfect, you know? And I it was so shiny. Like, too shiny. Mm -hmm. And immediately I like, yeah, immediately I read it and I was like, okay, I'll read it. Let's see what it says. If he had put a real band from his lanyard on there, that would have been fucked up. That would have been fucked up. <laughs> I'd have been big pissed. But when I turned it, it, it immediately, you know, it says right there, Max Prairie Wings. And I was like, dope. Hell yeah. <laughs> but you were a really good sport about it. What are you going to do, man? What are you I don't know. Do? It's like, I, I hunt. I go out, I hunt, I go out, I see someone shoot a band, I go Happy out, I them. hunt. We shoot band, I go to draw, I lose draw. <laughs> <laughs> like, what What else is there to say, dude? Like, it's, yeah, I, I mean, 13 <laughs> bands I've seen die. I have not won a single band draw. I've probably only drawn for eight of those band draws, though. Mm. So I've, I've drawn for eight birds that I feel like I shot at that bird yeah and have not won a band draw so it's fine i mean like 
I want to shoot bands. That'd be sick. I would love to shoot a band <laughs> or, or a bunch of bands. But like I told you, right, like I will hunt for the rest of my life and Doesn't I'm matter. sure that over time I will shoot bands and it doesn't really matter. It's all good. For sure. But initial instinct got a little excited. Ooh, yeah. Read it. Got very, very quickly realized this is fake. And I kind of just had that. I had the feeling. I really did. I just had the feeling. It was too perfect. Because the thing well, was, Casey set it up and he I set it up say, too much. I know. You know, he really, he played me into it more. We kept telling you, we're going to shoot a band tomorrow. Yeah. You're like, fuck yeah. Because right. you got to have the mentality. Right. You got to have the mentality, dude. You got to have the, you got to know it's going to happen. He came into the house the first night when we got to the Airbnb and he's like, you can shoot a band tomorrow. I was like, what do you answer to that? Obviously, every time somebody asked me, I said, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm going to shoot a fucking <laughs> band tomorrow, bro. What? Because then when it happens, it's great. And if it doesn't, who gives a shit? It doesn't, you know, what am I going to do? So I said, fuck yeah. And I think he was taken aback by that because he's like, yeah, you do got to have that attitude, man. Like, you got to have that mentality <laughs> going into it, right? So he, initially, he's, he's like, such a way too excited about yeah. it, you know? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. And so then he's telling me that morning, he says, when do you think you're going to shoot it? And so I'm like, <laughs> okay, this guy's asking me a lot of questions about this band that I'm going to shoot, you know, proverbially. And I'm like, I'm going to shoot it at the end of the day. <laughs> and so when the very last bird that gets shot, he brings back and he's like, you know, setting me up that I shot a band. Mm -hmm. I'm like, in the moment, you know, I was obviously, you know, we had just finished that great limit. So I'm like, maybe. And as he pulls it out, I'm like, eh, very shiny. <laughs> like, this is cool. It's a band. And I like, I'm like reading it. So it's fine. It was very funny. He got me good. Um, yeah. I mean, he, I, I'm sure he wanted to get me better, but he had set me up way too much. Yeah. If he had said <clears throat> nothing, literally nothing. Yeah, not right. asking me about shooting a band, not anything, and then just came back, and which he could have done. He had all that information. Like if I was playing it and really wanted to be an asshole, that's what you do. You just say absolutely nothing, and you bring <laughs> back the last bird, and it's got a band on it. But yeah, he just he knew too much. He couldn't help himself. No, he couldn't. He's it too was, great of a guy. So there was that, you know. And then when you yeah. guys went to go get lunch, we had four more to our two man limit, mm -hmm. right? And I think we had, yeah, we had shot 10 at that point. And the ducks didn't really turn on until like 11 or something, 11.30. Right when we went to get lunch to bring back. Yeah. Yep. And we had a group of like, Carter, how many was that? 50. 50? Yeah. Do it right to the panel blind. Yeah. Oh, and you guys will see it in our video, but I literally lost my mind. Lost it. Yeah. Full I, uh, orgasm. Yep. Full orgasm. I... Uh, me and me and Casey left to go get pizza to bring back to the blind. We were going to sit all day. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't left for, what, 10 minutes. And I get a text from Joey. Hey, when are you coming back? Or what did you text me? You were like, hey, a 50-pack just did it right in our face. You guys should hurry back. <laughs> just got <laughs> to the pizza place, bro. Mm -hmm. Great. We'll hurry back as fast as we can, you know? So then uh, Logan and I had our limit, and we're like, Get back here. Birds are starting to fly, you know? Yeah. And then I I shot two drakes. Yeah. Right in front of us. And Logan shoots a hen right in front of us. And then shoots one that gets crippled and it's further out on the river. Yeah. And I'm and I'm like just literally having an orgasm. Yeah. And I'm like, Did you shoot two hens, dude? And he goes, Man, 
<laughs> I don't know what was happening, blah, 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 blah. And there's three eagles flying around. And I'm like, have you ever seen an eagle pick up a duck? He goes, no. And what? Five, ten seconds later, the eagle, this eagle swooped down into the water, grabbed yeah. the duck, and flew off. Yeah. And he goes, oh, my God. And then the three eagles are fighting over it in the air and, like, making crazy noises and shit. I'm just like, <laughs> Damn. That's so crazy it was that sick. it happened, like, one, two, like that. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. The thing is, an eagle, when it gets close to you on, like, the water, it is unbelievable how big they are. You what just it, don't like an- grasp it until it's six feet of wings. Yeah. I think they're, like, six to eight foot wingspan. Yeah, it is, mm-hmm. yeah. When I was a kid, I remember standing on my parents' dock and an eagle flew over my head, full wingspan, to pick up a fish, like, 20 feet in front of me. I'm not joking. This eagle was, like, 10 feet above my head. And as he went over me, I, I remember telling my dad that I could, like, I Dad, do you know how big eagles are? <laughs> and he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just, I just saw one right over me. You know, like, this thing was huge, dude. They're insane. I love, I they love were, watching uh, eagles. <laughs> Logan and Casey said those were golden eagles, actually. Mm. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're in the West. Yeah, golden eagle wingspan is 5.9 to 7.7 feet. Wow. Yeah, humongous. That's really insane. Cool. So cool. Like, so, yeah, they are bigger than bald eagles. Mm-hmm. It's like two joeys stacked on top of each other. <laughs> True, yeah. I didn't Just realize we had small Gavin people. here on the podcast <laughs> Just a couple small guys stacked up. <laughs> Size of a small human, you know. The camera adds about, I don't know, three feet to him. How how tall are you? Uh, six four. You're six four. That's a bold faced <laughs> lie, brother. I'm gonna go six with and a half five inches. Five ten, five eleven. Six foot. Okay. On the dot. My license says six two. Okay, cool. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. Why not? Because why would you care? Because I'm six two. Why would you lie on your license? Because you're taller. I'm very confused, actually, <laughs> about this. Like, you didn't no, just lie we need stuff. To, no, oh. why? But but Carter, yeah, why? I'm saying, like, who sees your license that you were like? I wish this person thought I was six two. Conversation police like officer, this? <laughs> no. and then he's like, get out of the car, sir. And you're like, no, because then you'll know I'm not six two. Just you know, you can brag that you're six two, and you just show the license, and why? Because you wrote it down on a piece of paper. Yep, it's a government document. It's true. Government doesn't Damn, lie. Bro. Here's the thing. Honestly, they do lie all the time. <laughs> and the crazy part about this is if you were a fugitive or planning to become <laughs> one, couldn't you literally just go in and be like, they'd be like, you have blue eyes. You'd be like, they're actually green. Now you have green eyes and the wrong colored hair, and you're what, six foot two, 200 pounds? And actually, the person that's running around out there is a blue-eyed, six-foot, 240-pound man with different colored hair, dude. And they put out an... I mean, how would you... That's not... Is that illegal, actually, what Carter did? No. Well, you lie on I, I was just document. taller that day. <laughs> Carter wore his platform shoes. Yeah. They were like 6'2", and he's like, measure it. <laughs> Take your shoes off, sir. He's like, I can't. I have plantar fasciitis. Oh. <laughs> but you do. Do you really? 
I don't know what that is. Planner's warts on your feet? No, that's no. not planner's warts, bro. Planner fasciitis is when you have special insoles because your arches are all fucked up. Oh, yeah. But actually, planner warts, that's a crazy thing that you just brought up. My coworker just asked me if I'd ever had one. I was like, no. Today, he asked me that. You've never had warts? I've never had a wart on my foot. Really? Oh, on your foot? I've had a couple on my hands. I don't think I've ever had one on my hand either, actually. So that's lucky. Your hands look like they're just ripe. They, yeah, like no. a ripe breeding it is ground. A, my hand is a wart. Your hands look <laughs> weird. I think that thing on your wrist is a wart. Oh, that? <laughs> dude. Have you seen that, Carter? Oh, it's an yeah. under-the-skin wart, dude. <laughs> Better pray that shit doesn't surface. I forget what this is called. A wart. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Things uh, like raised an inch above your yeah, skin. The next time someone's like, yeah, have a wart, I'll be like the biggest one you've ever seen. Look at it. <laughs> it's actually under my skin. B- bigger dude. than the mountains in Idaho. Dude, this is under my What's skin. What's crazy is we just say, does Carter have any warts? And we go, yeah, his face. That was bad, actually. <laughs> just wasn't a good joke. No, I'm sorry. Bad. It sounded much to, better. It would have been better if you were like, he had just tons of warts on his hands. <laughs> Carter hands. <laughs> Carter, do you have a lot of warts on your hands? I don't think so. I don't have a. I don't know what a wart looks like. So no. I think I have one right now. <laughs> it's been there for. Oh, dude. A while, but it's not like you use my stuff, dude. Am I gonna get a wart, dude? <laughs> Is that Stop how you saying dude like that, dude. That listen, dude. <laughs> anyway. Right. Okay. Anyway, I spent some time at Carter's Big Island, but before I get into that, let me tell you about our last sponsor for today's podcast. It's my Ammunitions, and I finally got to shoot the Timber Plus loads. Ooh, yeah, tell me. The first day of using them, it was weird. Really? It was super weird, dude. It felt like it was way less recoil, but we had just been shooting our 12 gauges yeah. in Idaho, yeah. so I think that's what was messing me up, because I'm like, why isn't this bird dying? Yeah. And then after the first day, into the second day, poofing birds. Yeah. You know? But it just took me a second to, like, like get used to a 20-gauge recoil versus a 12-gauge. It tripped me up. But you should have seen what it was doing to those birds, man. It was naughty. That 4-6, four, 4-steel, six, 6 bismuth, it was... Smacking. It was smack. It was pillowcasing them. Yeah. 25 yards, pillowcased. We, we got it. You know, we just got it. I haven't shot it yet, but Wade Wade told me it's stupid. It's a bad load. Yeah. It's a bad load. So if you get a chance, 20-gauge Timber Plus, yeah, it'll blow your socks off and the socks of the ducks. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> socks of the ducks. They're wearing socks. They're orange. Once you shoot those things off, they're a weird white color. Trust me on that. True. That is true, actually. But no, I went Someone to Carter's. boiled them for me once. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Logan, boiling duck yeah, feet. Unbelievable. Um, Carter's Big Island was amazing, dude. Yeah. You and I stopped down there last year on our way down to Arkansas, and we hunted some public, and it was okay. Yeah. You know, it was nothing special. Yeah, we were only there for a day. Yeah, we were there for like 12 hours. We got in at like 9 o'clock at night and then yeah. hunted till 9, mm-hmm. and then we left. Yeah. But. Literally. I got to hunt some of their spots. First day we hunted public because they had too many clients. And we shot six ducks because we were being pretty picky. 
shot a sprig, but it didn't really have a sprig, so that hurt my soul a little bit. Yeah. But uh, second day went to their pit, like their like their main pit. Unbelievable. What's the setup at the pit? Is it water or is it a field? It's water. Water. Yeah, they flooded this uh, this field that butts right up to the river. <clears throat> yeah. And so all the ducks that traffic up and down the river all day pass over that water. Yeah. And they just have like 10 to 12 dozen dive bomb duck floaters and a couple of goose floaters, a couple of speck floaters. They had a... They had a DP jerk rig. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? That designated automatic puller. Car. Yep, designated puller. Mm-hmm. That thing was pretty sweet. Um, and then the pit, dude, the pit itself was so sick. Like, the cover was so perfect over it, you didn't have to, like, worry if you were covered enough. They had a bungee cord going from one end to the other at the top, and then they had switchgrass zip-tied together, like, in thick bundles. And then they uh, zip-tied it to the, the bungee cord on both the top and the bottom. Mm-hmm. So, like, your grass doesn't fall forwards or backwards. It's always where it needs to be. That was slick. So, like, you don't have to worry if clients are, like, moving their brush or if it's, like, coming apart or if it's going anywhere. Honestly, genius. Did you Truly, take any pictures of it? I got a couple of videos of the okay. pit. Yeah, I, I didn't, like, take pictures of how they did things. You should have, but you should have Drake send us some video <laughs> and pics of it. It's... It's pretty legit, but probably the coolest part of the pit, the coolest part, it was a Bradley Comfort blind, and those things are not cheap. Never been in one. Not cheap. Yeah. And uh, they had Millennium or Millennial chairs in there, but where everywhere the post was for support, the chairs were connected to the post, and the post had like a little, the, the chairs would swing. So, like, you can swing up to, like, the shooting platform or you can swing away from the shooting platform. So, I felt like a kid just, like, moving around in this chair. Yeah. You love that. I loved it. I was just moving constantly. And uh, they had a grease zerk for the chair. So, like, it doesn't make noise. Like, that's how nice yeah. the chairs were. And yeah. it's not like a, oh, my butt gets kind of sore. So comfortable. Really? Was it padded? No. They're uh, millennium... I think they're millennium chairs. They make a lot of deer deer hunting chairs for blinds and stuff. Wow, dude. But the amount of ducks that trafficked over that pit, it was just straight traffic. Just straight traffic. How long were you there? Like, how long was your hunt? Uh, well, we limited out in the morning, Yeah. right? So it was just uh, it was Matt Flum and I, and then two of their guides, Fisher and then Jordan. Yeah. And we shot our limit by like 9.30, 9.15, and we were being picky. Yeah. Because it's last couple days of season. And there were so many greenheads around. They had a lot of birds. There was a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't really fathom it. So there was a public hunting spot, like a like a field, like a cornfield behind us. And uh, there wasn't really anyone public hunting cornfield? it. It was a public walk-in cornfield. Wild. And, uh, and then there are pits right there. So it's river, pit, public walk-in cornfield. And uh, no one was hunting the cornfield when I was hunting it. So we shot our limit that morning, counting birds, whatever. And they're like, we get checked here every day, every single day. The warden walks up. We're like, okay. And so, like, we're really diligent on counting birds and everything. And we're like, okay, we're done. Cool. So I set up my strap, Matt's strap. And he's like, Roy's coming out here to hunt with his friend. And uh, I want to get ready to go to New York, go back home. And I was like, well, I'll hunt with Roy. You know, I'll just I'll just help him call. So I put my limit in the truck. As I'm putting my limit in the truck, I'm counting the strap, the RW Coolidge strap. 
and I have four or I have five birds on the strap, it's four mallards and a widgeon. I'm like, oh, I can shoot one more mallard. This is perfect, you know. So I got to hang out with Roy, unbelievable duck caller, dude. So good. Yeah. So good. And he's just such an OG to where I was just, I was stoked to hunt with him, totally. you know, and like learn and like see how he calls birds and see how different it is than mine. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty similar. So that got me even more excited. And then he commented on that. He's like, you sound pretty much just like me. Like, you don't sound like a Yankee duck caller. He's like, you you know what you're doing, Joe. He's like, I watched your video. I'm like, who, who are you to teach people how to duck and goose call? You're 20 years old. You know, and I was just like, oh, he's like, but I respect you more after today. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, dude. I that's was pretty funny. stoked about it. I was like blushing. You know, cause yeah. I was like, oh, such a good compliment. But then uh, his daughter came, his son came, her uh, husband came, and then uh, they all shot their limit. I shot my last mallard. A couple of ringnecks came through the spread, you know, as a bonus duck, and they were coming through like Mach 20. So fast, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So we didn't knock any of those down, and we killed a couple of geese that day. That was sick. So like Matt and I were super pumped to kill some geese because they're like, yeah, we never really kill geese out of this pit. You know, if they do, they're just flying too low type of a deal. And uh, I remembered this one note. I forget what it's called, but it's just like the the buzziest goose note you can do is like, and we were working this flock. It was flying right over the pit. Matt and I are calling at him, trying to get him to come in. Don't skip a wing beat. And then I was like, I should do that note. Did that note. Three instantly 180'd. And then Matt's doing what he was doing, and I just kept doing that note. Took like 10 minutes to get him in, but we got him in, killed three. Nice. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. So <clears throat> I got to shoot a goose, and then I shot my mallard. They shot their four-man, so we shot a four-man in the morning, and then we shot a four-man in the afternoon. And uh, it was gross. The foreman was his daughter and her friend, him and his friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yep. It was pretty cool. That's sick, dude. It was a lot of fun. But that compliment from Roy was just like, oh, was so nice. It was so nice, dude. Yeah. You can't stop talking about it. No. It just like it such validation. It felt so good. Yeah. It felt amazing. But then uh, third day, they're like, you and Matt just go out to this pit. You know, by yourself, bring a dozen decoys and a lucky duck. And I was like, cool. Get there. Water's completely frozen. I'm like, shit. You know, it's like a frozen or it's like a like a milo or a millet pond. But it was right next to some flooded timber. <coughs> and uh, so Matt and I went out there and broke up all the sheet ice. And all of a sudden I fall through the ice. Now I'm like in knee deep water. I'm like, oh, there's two layers of ice here. Oh, God. So we're, like, trying to find the deepest part of the sheep water to put our decoys in. Mm. It was kind of weird. It was so foggy. Two though. layers of ice? Yeah. Because they, they had that deep freeze, like, when the polar vortex was happening, and everywhere in the country was negative degree weather. And uh, so that froze all the water up, and then it started thawing up slowly but surely. And then it got cold again overnight. So there was water on top of the ice, and then there was sheet sheet ice. So how much space is between the two layers of ice? I'd say the most was eight inches. What? Yeah. It was trippy. How is that even possible? Well, like that millet or milo, I don't know which one it was, but that just like holds the ice together better versus just like an open pond. I don't know. 
I'm just saying there have to be like eight more inches of water that would have accumulated on top of the ice, and then, right, it was really weird. Yeah, it was super weird because when I fell through the ice, I'm like, what is happening here? It was so so strange. Yeah, but um, Matt's like, I just don't have a good feeling about this place. I'm like, shut up, shut up, dude. We have just smoked the ducks every day we've been here. You know, I just don't have a. Was good it feeling. just you and Matt? Yeah, just me and Matt. Yeah, public. No, it was one of their spots. Okay. They had like two pits in the ground. And sure. It was a sick pit, dude. I think it was a Kohler pit. Yeah. It was a very cool pit. And uh, it's kind of like a G frame. So, like, the ground is like here on you. And then there's another layer coming over the top of you, but it's not too far over the top of you. So, you just stand up and you're out of the pit completely. But you're very well hidden at the same time. Mm-hmm. If I were to put a pit in the ground, it would be that. Sure. For sure. <coughs> and, uh, Anyway, so then he's like, oh, I, don't know, I don't feel good about this, you know. I'm like, shut up. And then first flock of ducks come, 40-pack. I'm like, well, you feel bad about the spot, huh? And they just kept coming and coming and coming and coming. It was so much fun. Yeah. The only problem was the wind kept switching, and then we shot our two-man. And I was giving match it because he was shooting hens the first two days. And then it was overcast those two days. And then the sunny day, three come in, and they do it perfectly. And he shoots a drake, and the sun is, like, hitting the water and coming right into my eye. And when they came in, they went like this and turned in. And the two drakes were on the outside of the hen. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, that one's a drake. Shot the drake, let the other one go. He goes, I'm pretty sure that was a hen. I was like, no, it was a drake. Doug... Hank goes and gets the bird. It's a freaking hen. I'm like, oh, God. And now he just can't shut up. Like, oh, Which, yo. by the way, <clears throat> I just want to say, we don't not shoot hens. It's just if you're in a situation where you have the birds to not shoot a hen, it's kind of fun to not shoot a hen. I want to shoot all green. Yeah, but like yeah. in Minnesota, when we start our year and we're shooting birds in Minnesota on water, and you go out, and you're going to shoot, like, five ducks today, we're shooting hens. Well, if you think you're only going to shoot five, sure. Yeah, we shoot hens, bro. When <laughs> We shoot hens when you, unless we are like, wow, we are uh, we are really going to have some good birds today. Then then we might not shoot hens. But otherwise, we shoot hens. All Minnesotans are hen killers. Yeah, I mean, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> dude. I uh, shoot Drake's. Bud. Get out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck <coughs> out of here, dude. Mm-mm. Okay. You got that many birds around, dude, you're going to shoot Drake's. And if you don't That's care. That's what I just said. Get out. You have a lot of birds. You might be picky. Dude, I'm, I'm usually a- picky. Period. All right. Next year, when we hunt, I will record every time you shoot a hen, and it will be bad, dude. <laughs> it will be bad. Be I'll a, be we'll, shooting we'll them do too. A, we'll do a hen count next year. I'll be shooting that? them too. You try to shoot only drakes. Remember that flock with Josh? I'm not going to do that. That's Remember that flock with Josh? I'm not going to do that. Mm, scared. They banned hens not too. Not scared. They do banned hens, but you're scared. Definitely not scared. Try to shoot all drakes with me next year. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Save, save the, save the duck population, dude. Shoot drakes, Joey. I cannot wait for early season Minnesota. Early season is completely different. Nope. I can't wait for October and November, and I can't wait to take pictures every time you shoot hens. It will be all the time. That's fine, dude. It'll be a couple times. Okay. That's fine. 
It's fine. You you don't try to pick out Drake's? I try to pick out Drake's for sure. But if we go out and we see six birds come into our spread that day, all of those birds are getting shot. Sure. All of them. You will too. Now, if when, it's you, when you go out and scout and we only have six ducks come in, we'll shoot all those okay. birds. But all when right. I go out and scout, we sure. see more than six Sounds ducks. Good. Well, whatever, Joey. We'll <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait. We'll wait till we're on like 9 a.m. on you know a lake I mean? that you said we should go to that day. And it's, you know, we've you know had I mean? two birds down and you're shooting hens. We'll just, we'll be fine. It'll be all the time. We'll see. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> Spoontoon is, is Susie Q heaven. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely not. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't Unreal, wait. dude. So, guys, you just heard from the liar himself, Cal, that, you know. Turn it up. Cut his <laughs> microphone, too. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, we shoot oh, whatever. Right, dude. But we try to shoot Drake's. We try I to shoot Drake's. I definitely try to shoot Drake's. Cal so just tries I. to shoot what he can because he came out of the blind too slow. And so. I shoot <laughs> Drake's, too. If I have a chance to shoot Drake, I'll shoot a Drake. If With how much you were looking in the air, I'd surprise that you shoot <clears throat> more hens than Drake. Uh, someone took it very personally when he found out he <laughs> shoots a lot of hens. I don't. I don't. Unbelievable. And that's okay. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Don't subscribe to Cal and his complete bullshit. Be sure to go and check us out on all social medias. And one more thing, Cal, about shooting hens. 